If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at cottageblogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and today I have with me your friend of mine, Matt Landau. And it's an absolute delight as ever to talk to Matt. So we're talking about Matt's new project called A Sense of Place, which is a it's a TV show in essence. And I'm not going to say much more about it because Matt is going to explain it. But as the episode is published, it's going to be published about a week after the first episode of A Sense of Place, the TV show, is is launched. So Matt's talking about it being uh, launched at the beginning of November. So as you listen to this, actually, the TV show was launched last week. I will put links to A Sense of Place uh, at the end of the show notes so you can go check it out. We actually have a lot more. We have a lot of discussion on other topics as well as A Sense of Place because it's it's taken Matt a long time to really get into the whole idea of shooting video. And, and as he says in our conversation, it's always been terrifying for him. So we end up having a really good discussion about how important uh, video is to a business. And, and he actually says that it can increase your business by at least 10%. And within our discussion, he's explaining why. And he also includes some really useful information on the sort of equipment to use and and how to and all the steps involved in actually creating a short video a sort of digital handshake type of video that you can record and send to to guests so make sure you listen in for that we also talk about the places that Matt's been recently if you recall in earlier episodes of Matt's uh, travel adventures he went to Spain he went to Italy and now we're talking about his travels uh, across the US, where he went to Kauai, he went to San Diego, went to the Blue Ridge in Georgia and to uh, South Carolina. So listen in, enjoy, and I think you'll get a, a lot out of this great discussion with our friend Matt Landau. How are you there, my friend? I am absolutely wonderful, Mr. Landau. <laughs> it's it's an absolute pleasure to talk with you again. You um you know, the adventures of traveling Matt seem to be taking you in many, many different places. Yeah, this year has been such an amazing travel year for me. So you've been to Spain, you've been to Italy, and you've been to Kauai. I say that quite yeah, often most... because I, 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 you know, this that that is on my bucket list. I, oh. I hear it from so many people. I hear it from Alana. Um, Derek Eaton has now put roots down in Kauai as well. I stayed in Alana's apartment. Oh, did her, you? Her vacation rental. Yeah. Wow. Well, tell and me. I got to experience. I got to experience the 
the distinguished guest up close and personal. <laughs> I got the soaps, the towels, the linens, everything in Alana's vacation rental is like absolutely perfect. Well, that is that. I, I love to hear that. I mean, I've, I've been recommending the distinguished guest for so long and, and to hear you say that, you know, you, you've been there, you've been to her place, you've experienced everything that she's, she, she's offering, um, is, is the, is the final Testament really to the distinguished guest. So I will definitely be putting a link to the distinguished guest on the show notes. Anybody else? Yeah, there? and her vacation rental is called Paradise at the Plantation. Oh, now that's a lovely name too. Thank you. And is it? It is. Total <laughs> paradise. Um, it's um, on the other side of Kauai than I was originally staying. Um, it's in a place called Princeville. And Princeville, uh, if I'm not mistaken, is on the north coast, is a much different vibe than Poipu which is uh, where I spent my first week. But you're, you're right. Kauai is just such a magical place. I could see myself going back there for many years to come. Yeah, I've, uh, I've, been, to, I've been to Maui, and Kauai was definitely next on the list. It's interesting you say Princeville because I mentioned Derek Eaton because that's, you know, his, his new company is, is called Princeville, Princeville Vacations, I think. That's where his properties are, and he's... I mean, it hasn't moved out of um, Seattle because, of course, his company is Seattle Oasis Vacation Rentals. But he has uh, developed a new company now in uh, in Kauai. Yeah, I actually um, just saw Derek last week and I met his business partner, Billy. Um, and it sounds like they've got great things going in Kauai. Heather, you've been traveling a lot, too. You are doing that. You're heading to VRMA next week. You are in what, Italy? In Florence for the Vacation How was that? World Summit. It was really, really good. I mean, I, you, you know when you go to these things that it's great to sit down and do the learning stuff, but the networking is all important. It really is. Networking is, is what I come away from saying that's what it was all about. Yeah. And, and just to connect with so many old friends and make new friends was just terrific. You know, for for example, Ralph Morehouse, Ralph and Karen, who who I'd seen in Chicago in September anyway. Um, of course, they were in Toronto. Of course, um, <laughs> they were in. Yeah, Florence. they travel. They'll go. They go to every one of these events, huh? <laughs> they they do, and and contribute a lot in terms of 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 the networking and their experience as well. So so mm -hmm. it was great to see them. Debbie Heater from from Portland. So she was there, Richard Vorton, Antonio, of course, Antonio Bortolotti, because he, he, he was running the event and he did a grand job. And then I ran into Alan Egan. Oh, and Bob Garner as well. Oh, so great. You guys had a little reunion. Yeah, it was, it was really, really cool. Who else did I see? Jessica Gillingham. Did you meet Jessica at the, in Toronto? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, she is fabulous at, uh, at VRPR. And she's actually our PR person for the Vacation Rental Success Summit next year. So she's, she's starting to, to look around for where, you know, we can start promoting VRSS very soon and start getting people cool. to well, uh, San Antonio. Let me know how I can help. Oh, of course. Of course I will. So I want to hear all about um, your new project, A Sense of Place. 
Ooh, yes, I'm so excited about it. Let me see where to start. It's a big project for me. It's quite a leap from anything that I've done before. And to be honest, it's a little bit um, terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest challenge that has been become apparent to me over the last couple of years as this industry grows is that there's a big gap right now, as there is in any new industry, between what the folks who are getting started for the first time, whether they're choosing a vacation rental as a traveler or choosing to lease out uh, on a nightly basis or a weekly basis their vacation home, um, there's a big difference between what they think it takes or what they really expect it to be like and then what oftentimes is the actual reality. And that gap, I've always felt, is a very dangerous thing for the whole industry because until those things are aligned, the expectation and what is actually delivered or what it actually takes, until that's closed, we're going to have people who are disappointed. And those of us like you and me and all the folks who we work with and who listen to these podcasts, we live this industry and we sleep it and we breathe it. Um, and we sometimes forget that we're actually in a very, very, very small minority of folks around the world who actually don't know much about vacation rentals. They don't know really what our industry is all about. And I've always felt that if some piece of media could close that gap and could help newcomers understand more accurately what the industry offers, both, both on an entrepreneurial side of things and on a travel uh, side of things, that the whole industry would grow. And the biggest challenge in finding the right media for that is that most you know, blog posts only get read by a certain amount of individuals. Most podcasts, as you're, as I'm sure you're aware, only reach a certain um, target demographic, and it's the show, the the video element with cinematic level production that I think is the language that reaches the broadest audience. And when the opportunity to create a show came about. Uh, I was able to present the idea to a film studio called Asombro, which is primarily based out of Panama, but also has work in, in Spain and elsewhere in Europe. And this is a media group that has always been the first group to raise their hand and offer up their assistance when it comes to filming Esperanza, my foundation in Panama. And I've always felt that that was a really special gesture because I know video is not cheap and donating one's time and, you know, technology uh, doesn't come without a cost. And I was always very appreciative that Asombro and specifically Stuart um, were willing to offer that. And for several years, that was the um, main work that we did together. Fast forward to when the show idea came to be, and I sat down with Stuart and presented him what I thought it might look like, and he got excited about it. 
and we decided that we were going to do a show. And we decided that the show would feature prototypes, independent owners and managers who are doing things in innovative and incredible ways. And we also decided that the show would meet the destination where these folks are located through the eyes of the properties and the businesses themselves. So we envision a new style of travel show, not the traditional, um, you know, go and see the sites, but also not the traditional educational um, show in which we're telling people how to do stuff. Because the truth is that most people are still fig figuring that stuff out in the vacation rental industry. There is no textbook. So we're kind of aiming for this happy medium in which uh, I meet these new places and these professional owners and managers and give folks who have not yet dipped their toes into the world of vacation rentals, both on the hosting side and on the traveling side, a better idea of what to expect. And I think if the show can accomplish that, and if individuals watching the show are able to take away one nugget of advice that they can apply either to their next vacation, wherever they happen to go, or to their next business venture, I think myself and Stuart would consider the project a success. Mm -hmm. I know that when I talked to you a couple of months ago and we, we, we recorded the episodes of the Traveling Mat episodes, and you were reading from your essays. It, it was clear that that there, were, there was something more involved there than, <laughs> than just going on vacation and staying with some some cool people in some cool places. You know, you you were doing stuff, and I was thinking, yeah, there's something here that that he's not telling me. <laughs> um, well, I have to credit my mother with the essays idea. She said you have to write down every experience that you have. So I I certainly. Uh, took her took her advice in that sense. But yes, after each destination, um, part of the synthesis process, uh, in addition to just looking over footage, because we had a film crew with us the entire time, mm -hmm. was also writing out my big takeaways, which I think is useful for any type of new venture. So yeah, the essays will be part of the supplemental content, as we're calling it, which will be featured on a platform designed specifically for the show. So mm -hmm. beyond just the episodes of meeting these cool people and places, um, we will also be providing uh, more technical industry type interviews and segments, as well as um, fun travel tidbits and things that you can download and use on your next vacation and all kinds of other fun stuff. I think it's perfect. So, so tell us a bit more about how you know the places you've um, you're going to go to because I know you've you know you've, you've been to Spain, you've been to Italy, um, you've been to Kauai. Where else have you been that I don't know about? So, on the last trip, uh, just after Kauai, we did San Diego. We then did Blue Ridge, Georgia, and then we did Carolina Beach, North Carolina. And those rounded out the United States portion or that leg of the trip. Um, but interestingly enough, we haven't really been choosing uh, episodes based on the destination as much as the owner or the manager mm -hmm. uh, behind it. We found that um, 
an owner or a manager who is doing prototypical things is really the feature yeah. of the, the episode. And the backdrop, uh, the place that we are, is really just kind of uh, a nice place to learn, to learn about them, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Is, is that it for the moment, or have you got plans for more travel in the near future? We got some more plans. We got some more plans. Um, over the course of the next couple months, we will be filming four more. And I can't announce too much about that just yet, or Stuart will um, yell at me. However, when they are official and when I can announce them, Heather, you will be the first person that I notify. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> But it really is just such a blast. We'll have to do an episode in which um, we get some industry uh, folks together, such as yourself, and we can all go somewhere and and be part of the episode. It is just, I've got a giant grin on my face reminiscing. <laughs> it's it's the most fun and yet simultaneously challenging professional thing that I have ever done. It sounds it. And I, and I think, you know, if I can choose a place, I'd like to go to Diane Denton's place in... Um... Uh, near, Australia in Australia, please. <laughs> okay, we can do that. That's that. Uh, Diane is horse friendly vacation rentals, right? That's right. That's right. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I'll slot you in for the Australia episode. Seahorse Diamond Beach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Well, we have we have to we have to continue exploring um, some of the ideas about the next episodes. Um, were destinations that were hit by uh, some of these terrible storms. Mm-hmm. And we're still looking into logistics and whether it's actually feasible to um, not nix these from the the schedule, but rather kind of visit and make sure that the vacation rental owner or manager who is there on the ground working to rebuild their communities um, are a reminder that in our industry, not everything always goes as planned. Spotlighting some of those areas, I think, would be so beneficial to them anyway because yep. you know I've, I've already spoken to people who said you know oh yeah I, use, I, I usually go to the Caribbean but yeah I'm not going anywhere near there next year and it's like why you know it's yeah. still beautiful there's still the beautiful seas and and the sand and tourism is just what they need yeah that's one of the big thing I've noticed actually in meeting all of these incredible hosts is what important roles they all have in their respective communities. And in a lot of cases, they didn't even really, they don't either don't recognize it or don't necessarily share that information with, with others so often. But I was really impressed to see the, the scope of work that a lot of these folks are doing for not just themselves and their businesses, but for the whole neighborhood that surrounds them, the whole community that they work within. So we certainly have lots of work to do. That's for sure. So, so when are we? When when could we expect to see this um, this series um, launched? At the beginning of November, uh, we will begin um, putting together some bits and pieces as we go. And I have asked anyone from the VRMB community. If they'd like to receive some of those fun updates along the way, uh, just email me and I can add them to our little private list. Um, But you should be able to see our first true episode at the beginning of November. And it will be hosted all online 
it's not going to be a traditional TV show in the sense that we don't have a TV studio such as um, some of the other big ones that are coming out. I don't know if you saw Heather, but Homeaway mm-hmm. is producing a show too that will be on A&E. Uh, but ours to start with will be all online. You'll be able to view it for free on YouTube and Facebook, as well as the platform that we're building for A Sense of Place. And the idea with that will be to continue refining uh, the model and to make sure that people enjoy the show and to find out what parts they like more than others and to continue iterating to a point that we kind of have a good feel. We've gotten a bit of a groove for what this show is really all about because, again, I've certainly never done anything like this. Most vacation rental hosts uh, have never done anything like this either. So we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants, but also trying to be thoughtful and analytical about wherever we decide to take the show. So what is it that terrifies you? Um, well, one, I hate being on film. I told you that. I hate, <laughs> years hate, ago. hate. Yeah, I remember years ago when you did your first little videos. Um, uh, and anyway, I, I hate being on camera. <laughs> it's just, I think everyone kind of feels that way. It's just you, you look and sound awkward. And um, I had a bit of a turning point when our mutual friend, Will Franco, from Jive Systems, who is the most... Um, the most passionate digital video advocate that you will meet basically confronted me with a little question. And he said, do you recognize that using video as a main pillar of your business will take you to the next level? And I said, yes, I recognize that. (laughs) And he said, are you willing to commit to take your business to the next level? And I said, yes, I'm willing to commit like under my breath. And when you really put it that way, it, it, it proves to you that being uncomfortable on film or thinking that you look weird is really the only thing that's stopping you from bringing video into your marketing repertoire. And like we were chatting about earlier, if you can't figure out how to communicate on video moving forward, you become almost obsolete in, in the next couple of years. And the, that's the main reason that I just still feel like I look like such a bozo and I hate listening to myself, but I recognize full well that it was a part of my business that could be improved and could potentially take me to the next level. And for that reason, I decided to commit to it in the same way that I committed to doing videos a couple of years back and we'll see where it takes me, you know? Where should our listeners go here with video? What, what's, what, what can they do? Because I, I think we all agree that, that, that video is, is so important. And, yeah. you know, I, and I know Will, Will's um, digital handshake is in use by many, many people now. And, but what about, what about any other video? What, does it matter what type of video somebody produces? Or, or does it have yeah. to be specifically produced and professionally produced, I guess. Well, I'll share with you um, what I've noticed that actually works the best. Not, does, this is not necessarily the best, um, you know, most uh, formal way of doing it, but I've noticed that if you are going to implement video in your business and you want to make the most of your time 
and you want to see the most actual return on your investment. And the best, best, best way to get started is to buy a nice webcam. I bought the Logitech C920. That was what Will suggested. It was like, I think it's down to like 50 bucks now. And there's a new one that he recommends too. But buying a nice webcam, step one. Step two, buying a nice microphone. The one that I'm using right now is a Raspberry by Blue. Will likes to recommend the Blue Nessie. The other one that I have, I can't even remember the name, but these things range from 50 to 150 bucks and it is absolutely positively worth it. It's like night and day when you listen to yourself with a professional microphone and without. There is a microphone built into the Logitech webcam, but it's not this high quality. Step three is to literally put the webcam on top of your computer Take the microphone out, plug that into your computer, and very simply record some messages that you can send to friends and family. This is the first video that I ever sent. It's quite simply, hey, Heather, I'm testing out my video equipment. I look and sound funky. I'm sure this is going to turn out terrible, but there you have it. And send those videos and upload them privately to some sort of video host and share them with your friends and your family. Get comfortable on film. The next step, when you're finally comfortable on film, is to use Will's digital handshake technique in your business. And it's very simply, once you receive an inquiry from a potential guest, or if you've had a phone call with a potential guest, you simply turn on your webcam, you send them what Will calls a digital handshake, which is quite simply a video message that follows up an interaction. So the digital handshake that I began using with my vacation rental business was quite simply, hello, Heather, so great to talk on, talk with you on the phone just now. So great to hear that you are interested in staying with us here in Casco Viejo, Panama. To summarize our call, the rooms are available. They're a rate of $1.95 per night. And if you'd like to book them, just let me know. Look forward to hearing from you. Ciao. And that's it. 15 to 20 seconds. If you begin sending off those digital handshakes to your potential guests, I have not come across an owner or manager who has not increased their bottom line by 10% or more. And I would be willing to guarantee that if I had a business that I was trying to sell something here, but um, I have simply never seen someone implement video in the digital handshake style and not increase their sales by anything less than 10%. So Will has his complete digital handshake set up where, where you can actually go through his, his system, his system stores the videos. And, uh, you know, I've, I've done this myself using that system. Can somebody do it without going through that? Yeah. Can you have your own yeah. Vimeo or Wistia account and, and store the videos yes. there? Yeah, good point. And, and the reason that I mentioned those video steps in that order is because that's just generally the learning process that people go through. They don't buy a DSLR camera at the beginning. For the same reason, most people who are just getting started with video most likely won't use an expensive monthly service. That being said, one of the things you find out real quick with the steps that I just mentioned is that the actual logistics of taking a file from your computer where your video camera recorded it uploading that file to a video platform such as YouTube, inserting that embed code into a website or into an email takes time. 
And what Will offers is kind of the all-in-one workflow uh, option. It's called Jive Systems. And basically all I do when I send the digital handshake is I hit record, I record my message, I then hit upload, and you are uploading it into Will's system. And basically by typing in an email and a subject line, he, he then sends it from his system. So there's no um, sort of clunky work in between. That being said, someone who's just getting started, who really was willing to spend the extra time and was willing to go through the extra uh, complications, could quite simply open a private YouTube account because you don't want these private messages facing the general public. Um, to upload the videos that you create directly into YouTube. This is a reason why recording on your iPhone, while it may seem easier, is actually more complicated because you then have to get the video file from the iPhone to your computer. Uh, while you can, I'm pretty sure, upload onto YouTube using a YouTube app, there's still all these additional moving parts um, in the do-it-yourself version that I tended to get stressed out with very quickly. Uh, that being said, upload it to YouTube. You place a little um, JPEG image of uh, the screenshot of the video into an email. You then hyperlink that JPEG image to the website or the domain where this particular private video is hosted, and that's where you're recipient can watch the video. In some email platforms, the actual video is attached below, such as Gmail. You can watch the video in your email platform. But because all those things are continually evolving, I tend not to um, be able to keep up. <laughs> well, the way I look at it is, and I've, and I've heard people say, oh, I'm not paying this amount per month for, for this service because I can do it myself. And, and okay, so it's going to take you how long to do this yeah. thing? Is it going to, you know, how long is the, is the learning curve for you to actually learn it? And then each time you do it, calculate how long that's going to take you. And then yeah. put that against what you believe you're worth per hour. <laughs> and I will then add into that the amount of income that doing it is generating you. So for me, yeah. I, was, I was fine up until that point to continue doing it myself. But when I started to see how much how many more bookings I was generating with digital handshakes. I was like, oh, well, in that case, the monthly fee is really nothing if it's going to be saving me all this time and I'm going to be using it on a regular basis. Yeah, ab absolutely. Well, I'm going to make sure, I mean, I have interviewed Will on the show and we talked about the digital handshakes. So I'll put a link to that as well. And I think it's really worthwhile going back and listening to what Will was saying at that, that time, because even though that might have been, I think that was about 18 months ago, but the, um, the process really hasn't changed at all. And, and I think the equipment you talked about is exactly what, um, uh, what Will was talking to me about at that time. And I know, cause I went out and bought the very same Logitech um, I've got the, the, the microphone and it's not the same microphone as I use for audio. That's, um, you know, a little bit of a, a different one. And there's a lot of different reasons for doing that. But I, I also bought the backlight as well. The spotlight. Do you have one of those? Uh, oh yeah. I bought one of those too. Will forced me to buy that. Yeah. Do you use it? <laughs> I do. I use that for, um, for my videos. So, uh, the lighting is a slightly more advanced element um, but it really does make such a difference. Mm -hmm. The ring light that I got is called, uh, um, 
a di- di- diva or divix or something like that. Yeah, I think and it was about. Is that the right name? I, th- I think so. I'll I'll dig it out and make sure that's on the show notes too because I got the very same one. Yeah, it's I, worth it. Yeah. But just remember this. If you are listening to this and you were saying, oh, I would love to improve my business and increase my sales by more than 10%, but I look weird and sound weird on video, welcome to the club. Get over <laughs> yourself and get started because those who are not doing this now will be left in the dust when video becomes the new style of communication online. Yeah, absolutely. I remember the, the first time I saw myself on video and I, th- I think I've still, I think it's still online somewhere and I'm sitting on this red couch and I'm, which I still have, <laughs> and I'm, I'm talking to the camera and I thought, oh my God, I sound like the queen delivering a Christmas uh, <laughs> Well, I suppose that's better than looking or, or sounding like someone else. <laughs> Yes, yes. I suppose there's, there's worse things than than thinking you sound like the Queen of England. Yeah, but 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 pushing yourself a little bit outside of your comfort zone and recognizing that this is not impossible. It's most certainly something that you can do, and the little mistakes that we make and the the funny nuances of our personalities. Those are actually, as I have learned, what make the videos work. Mm-hmm. So, like, if if a dog comes running into a shot, great. That's part of your life. Chances are the person that you're sending it to might also love dogs. Or if you stumble over a word, just start again. People don't speak like robots in normal life, nor should they do so when they're sending video emails. Yeah, do you I don't do you recall seeing that video and it sort of just come to mind at the moment. I can't even remember who it was. And I, I think it was it was a British politician. And he was recording something from home, and it was yeah. on the news. And his and his child comes in. Yes. <laughs> and then and then his uh, and then the the housekeeper comes in and cr- or is it his wife? Maybe it was his wife. I don't know. Comes in, crawls in to try and right. grab the kid, and they left it in. And I think it, it was, it, it was just um, it was just it was funny, but it was also human. Yeah, and I can't speak for politics, but I know that in small business. People appreciate the fact that you're a real human actually sitting there at your desk trying to help them out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, all that's going to go in the show notes. So that, that was a really good um, little Great. segment into, into video. I'd like to go back to your trip, actually, and just um, tell me what the highlights were of, of each of the places you went. What did you learn? Because I know... All of us, every time we go to a different vacation rental, we learn something new. So so what did you learn? Oh, okay. This is going to be tough. Um, let's see. In Kauai, I learned the power of introducing guests to other locals that we as owners or managers happen to have good relationships with. I met an incredible um, local surfer with a surf school. I met uh, a young gal who worked at a coffee shop who took us to an incredible hidden um, uh, waterfall. You, you go into an irrigation pipe. It's like this old irrigation system that isn't used anymore, but there's one pipe a couple hundred meters long, and it fits. It's just wide enough to fit the tube. And you get in a tube, and you just go soaring down in pitch black, uh, pitch <laughs> darkness, and you come get popped out on the other side where there's like a little oasis of waterfall and, and hot spring type things. 
It was incredible. But no other concierge at any hotel would have ever been able mm-hmm. to get us to that place. And my big lesson from Kauai is that by simply in figuring out what a guest's passions or interests lie, asking them what makes their heart race, and then finding locals that you know who share those same passions and w- would be open to sharing them with the guest um, really makes all the difference. In San Diego, one of the biggest things I learned in San Diego is the importance of lifestyle in the vacation rental industry. And I learned that it's not all about making money or um, scaling up or cashing out. In fact, most owners and managers would rank lifestyle as a factor as if not more important than the the income that their businesses provide. In San Diego, I had the chance to go out surfing with Paul Becker of Blue Water Vacation Homes uh, with him and his son. And it was something that they have the opportunity to do almost every morning. And it was just a very special experience. It was sort of being invited into their lives in a little, in a, in a kind of way. And I thought that remembering why we get involved in this business uh, and remembering the balance that we want to keep is an important calibrating mechanism. Because if we're not, if we forget about it, we get kind of looped into this traditional rat race type thing, which is just not fun anymore. In Blue Ridge, Georgia, I had never been to Georgia. And in Georgia, uh, in Blue Ridge, 96% of all lodging accommodations are represented by vacation rentals. That is to say, there's almost no hotels or B&Bs or motels. And I learned that this is an incredible thing for a destination, but it can also be a very, very challenging thing when your destination faces a challenge, such as extremely low, low season. And it was in Blue Ridge that I met CJ Stam of Southern Comfort Cabin Rentals. And CJ reached a moment in which he stopped viewing all these other businesses who were doing vacation rentals in his area. He stopped viewing them as competition. He started viewing them as colleagues who were all working towards the same goal. And they got together and they put together the Blue Ridge Lodging Association, which is almost exclusively vacation rental professionals working to bring tourists to their area. And one of their flagship projects, which I had the pleasure of sort of sitting in on one of the meetings of is the Blue Ridge Blues and Barbecue Fest, which they basically chose the lowest week of the entire year. They put on an incredible festival and it's now in its eighth year. They have acquired enough chairs and stages and tents and all the things you need to put on a festival that they're now able to lease those things out to other local organizations for nominal rates. And that week, along with the surrounding events that they now do around it, is now the busiest week of the year. And I suppose you could say that um, the rising tide lifts all ships in that context, and that viewing our competitors 
actually as collaborators can really make such a huge difference. It's 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 and, really interesting. I'm just going to to break in there because this is I've I've looked at the Blue Ridge Lodging Association as a as a model for something that we want to do here in Ontario, um, and I've been working I'm working with Richard Vorton at the moment on on something like that because um, traditionally we do we have viewed our uh, other agencies as competitors, and I know that some of the agencies are, are out there will still do so. We will not be able to change them. But we have mm-hmm. a number of them here who are saying, "Yeah, we we need to we need to come together to create a common voice in in terms of um, regulatory aspects at, at, at the very least." But mm-hmm. the times when we have got together, it's it's been so dynamic. We all do exactly the same thing. Not one of us is are, are any different from the rest. But when we come together collectively, we could make such a difference. So uh, so yeah, I I love. That, that you actually went there and um, that uh, I, th- I think CJ Stam is some, somebody I should get on the show to talk about this thing. Yeah, most certainly. And, and CJ is spectacular, but he also is, surrounds himself with really remarkable people. And everybody who's involved in that organization um, has it almost puts the destination ahead of themselves. And I think that's a very mm-hmm. unusual uh, and special outlook. Yeah. Fabulous. Next. Okay. Last big thing that I learned was in San Diego. I'm sorry, San Diego. I'm already losing my memory. Carolina. Uh, North Carolina. Yeah. And in North Carolina, um, I met a property manager named Jim Kitts. Jim used to be an NFL star, except there was no star in his life. He actually only lasted two years in the league before he decided he needed something else. And along with his wife, Jennifer, who was really amazing, they purchased uh, their, her father's property management company, Carolina Beach Realty, and began moving in the direction of vacation rentals and are now one of the leading property managers in all of Carolina Beach and Curie Beach. And from Jim and Jennifer, I learned something really special. And that is that the role that we all have to play and can play in our destinations. And Jim, one of the, one of the experiences that really stands out for me was when Jim took me to a coffee shop that was a little bit out of the way, a good 25 minutes away. And it was located in the extent, like in the side building of a car dealership. A car dealership had literally donated space off to the side of the showroom to a coffee shop called Biddy and Bose, which hires only people with disabilities and is hands down the happiest most uplifting business that I have ever walked into in my entire life. And Jim not only introduced me to the business itself because it's such a special, uh, a special place, but also some of the individuals that work there, the guy behind the counter, his name was Matt and he loved the fact that my name was Matt too. He told me that they were right in the middle of a fundraising initiative in which they were raising money for the victims of hurricane Harvey 
And it was just such a moving experience. And I left that, that shop uh, really re recognizing all these different things that independent owners and managers are doing and could be doing to bring up their surrounding communities. We host so many travelers that oftentimes with some small decisions like recommending every single guest goes to Biddy and Bo's, we can really make quite an impact. And uh, my brain was spinning with ideas of how this type of um, model could be applied in other destinations. Uh, but I really do have Jim and Jennifer to thank because they uh, are perfect examples of, of small business owners recognizing their role in the greater economy. Fabulous. And I've just found bittyandbowscoffee.com on. Oh my God. On, it's such online. a cool place. They're opening another uh, location now in Charles, uh, Charleston. Yeah, I think in Charleston. Fantastic. Well, I'll put a link to that as well because it's a. Uh, oh, they will love that. that that's a great um, commentary on the, um, the, the, the places you've been. Um, I'm, I'm hugely envious of all this travel you do. <laughs> Although having said I, that, having said that, I've just come back from Florence and I was going to say you just got back from an amazing trip to Italy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yes, I'm just planning my trip. And now you're going to Orlando, right? Yeah, and then then along the Florida coast and yeah, yeah. See, I I get about. It was interesting, you know. I I spent I spent five days in a vacation rental in Florence and was distinctly disappointed. So I think oh, really? I think it's worthwhile just you know just just reflecting that not every property has has the best management team behind it. And, yeah. And really, you know, wondering wondering what we you know, I I we learn something from everywhere we go and so so sometimes if you go somewhere where where the the hype is not realized in the actuality. You know, it's not you know, we sometimes see these things where it says, um, uh, see these comments that say the pictures don't do it justice. But in this yeah. case, the pictures overegged what it actually was. Oh, I know that type. That stinks. And, and although the location was absolutely fabulous, you know, I, and I knew where the location was because I'd seen it on Google Earth and I could go down this tiny little narrow street and there was a, there was a little bar at the end of it. And I thought, my husband's going to absolutely love that, which he did. Um, and and this place, I knew it was. I it, it was perfectly described. I knew there were thirty six steps up, and then it had two terraces, and it had a roof terrace, which was all very very nice. The, a lot of it was a letdown, and I booked with a with a property management company. Um, haven't heard a, heard from them at all since I've been back. So no comment on you know no asking me if I enjoyed it or do I have any feedback for them, which I do. Yeah, a little bit disappointing, but as ever, a learning experience. That's too bad. And I, I think it just goes back to the fact that there is so much variation in our industry right now. And you, as someone who has such a great pulse on best practices and standards, uh, are just as likely to get uh, an experience like that as someone who's trying it out for the first time. Yeah. And I just think... It's more important now than ever before to really begin hammering home what it means to be a professional vacation rental business. And part of that is 
accurate marketing. You can't put photos that make your place look nicer than it actually is. Mm -hmm. Part of that is cleanliness. Part of that is a baseline of, you know, stuff in the kitchen. I was just, I think part of that was, is, ha is having a sharp knife. I think that's what did it for knife, a that's what board. did it for me, Matt. There was no sharp knife and there was no cutting board. And and I, I've always viewed you know, we, we we had I was meeting up with my son and his wife and their baby. Um, we weren't going out to dinner every night. We were we were lunching out and then going to the markets and and buying all this wonderful fresh fish and you know, fresh stuff and bringing it back to cook for ourselves. Um but you know, no sharp knife, no cutting board, no way of being able to really prepare a great meal in a, a good vacation rental kitchen. And to me, that, that's what it's really all about. You've got to have the good kitchen. Ah, you know, it's always fabulous to, to talk to you. Um, and I don't know when we're going to get to meet again. I mean, I know it's going to be May of next year in San Antonio, but hopefully, uh, Hopefully, at some point between now and May, we'll uh, we'll come across each other on the vacation rental circuit. Yes, it is evolving into a circuit, huh? It it is a bit, <laughs> but it's nice to see new, you know, different people um, coming in, new owners, new property managers, seeing that uh, the benefits in actually getting out to these events and and networking, because yeah. you know. As you know, until you've been to an event like that and you've you've got into one of these huddles of people where they all get excited and motivated and enthusiastic about about what <laughs> they're doing, you're really missing out. What did we call it? The nerding? Nerding out? Nerding out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go be nerd with a vacation rental nerd with a bunch of other nerds. Yeah, yeah. It's um it's it's truly motivating. So we shall look out for a sense of place. Um, coming out in November on a digital spot near you. <laughs> That's right. And I have to um, give the credit where it's due. A Sense of Place is a name that was come, out, come up with by Carla Gustafson, who's an Inner Circle member. Um, she's located in St. John. And thankfully, her home was mostly spared. But as you might imagine, she's got a lot of community mm -hmm. building to do. Uh, but one day, way before this show uh, even got started, she emailed me like she often does with a random thought, and it was entitled A Sense of Place. And it went on to explain how a sense of place um, as a contact context could be the character of a destination. It could be the meaning that people give to the destination, but oftentimes it's actually a mixture of both. And... With that, I was like, a sense of place. That's a pretty cool name for a TV show. So here we are. It is indeed. And it knocks the socks off the title that Home Away have put on theirs. What was theirs? It's like vacation rental success or something? Well, no, that's your No, that's, that's mine. And that's good. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it, what was the name of the show? Uh, do you know, I, I honestly can't remember because it was instantly forgettable. Yeah, it's like vacation rental fixers or something. Yeah. Yeah, so I had a sort of HGTV style um, title, but yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll find it out and I'll 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 mention it because because I guess we should be looking at that as well anyway. But uh, but for me, I love the name A Sense of Place. Um, I think it 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 really encompasses everything that you're you're doing, and uh, we will we will look forward to 
seeing that. Now, anything else you want to add? No, that's it for me. Well, enjoy the rest of your day. Any uh, any paddleboarding or running involved in today? No, but I just got a um, Heather. I won a race. I won a swimming race. <laughs> oh, fabulous! I won a swimming race last last uh, weekend. One of my goals for this year was to do a long distance swimming race, and I'm in Arizona at the moment. And I noticed that there was a long distance swimming race in Canyon Lake, and I participated and I won. Fabulous! How however, many, how how many people were in this race? Yeah, that's the that's the <laughs> however part. So my age group did not have so many people. <laughs> however, there were a total of, I think, 80 people. And um, my friend Nick, who works at Streamline, he did it with me. And he beat me by 10 seconds. He literally raced 4,000 meters 10 seconds ahead of, I, ahead of me. And he was one year older than my age bracket. He was 45, and my age bracket went to 44. So I won first place in my age bracket, and Nick won nothing, <laughs> well, that, <laughs> even though he beat me. Yeah, that, that's why I like to do the occasional triathlon, because I'm usually the only one. If I do a little local yeah. one, I'm the only one, because now I'm in, hey, in the 60 to 65 mar- bracket. <laughs> Wait, how many people participate in that age group? Like none, me. There you go. <laughs> Big fish in a small pond. You can't go wrong. Absolutely. And so I get my little lineup of medals. <laughs> a little lineup of medals. <laughs> well, hey, I like to say that if it's a first place medal, it's a first place medal. There's no asterisk next to it. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I shall continue okay. doing that. And it's always, it's always good when you get into the front end of an age group. Because even if there are more people right. there, you're the yeah. youngest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good call. Matt, thank you so much for for joining me. As ever, a wonderful conversation. And uh, and I'm sure we'll be talking again soon. Wonderful. Talk soon, Heather. Well, thank you, Matt, for joining me and for telling us all about a sense of place and for that great explanation on how you can create your own video online. I think we should all be doing more of it. And I'm really going to try not to sound like the queen on my next one. Not only has Matt just launched his first TV production, A Sense of Place, I also wanted to mention that he is joining me full time in the podcast space. So check out Matt Landau's new podcast. It's called Unlocked. And I will put Uh, a link to that in the show notes. In it, Matt is talking to some of his uh, vacation rental marketing blog, Inner Circle members, some of of the really great people who are out there in the inner circle, whether they're owners or they're suppliers to the industry, or they are property managers. And, And he's just doing interviews with them to find out what makes them tick, what makes their businesses so special. And I'm sure Matt's also going to be finding out what benefits they're getting from being in his inner circle. So check out Unlocked by Matt Landau. And you can find that on iTunes, of course, on Stitcher and any any other way that you get your podcast delivered to you. So that's it for another week. I'm still down in the Gulf 
at Gulf Shores State Park, having an absolutely fabulous time. Um, the weather is gorgeous. I know we've just had our first snow up in Ontario, which I'm not looking forward to going back to in December, but uh, head back we will be doing in about uh, two and a half weeks' time. For now, thank you so much for listening, and I'll look forward to being with you again next week. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.